Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're at episode number 333. I think that's a lucky number. I know that those of you out there who do numerology are going to love that number. Um, and for, for, for those of that you don't, uh, let's just pretend that 333 is lucky. Today, uh, John and I are really excited to dive into a subject that actually really does deserve its own show. It's called lead inflation. And I know that that might not sound like like that's probably not clear to many of you, but we're going to get into it. But before we do, uh, for if anybody does happen to be new and listening to us, uh, John, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm the co-founder of uh, Mel Wright. We build real estate websites, um, semi-custom or full custom on WordPress. Plus, we offer a CRM and a host of marketing tools that will get you better digital leads. Back over to you, Robert. Cool. Uh, and my name is Robert Newman. Uh, I've been a real estate SEO expert for 16 years, and I've been doing it for so long. I'm uh, I'm fairly well known already. Many of you probably already know me. You can go to my website, inboundrem.com, and uh, learn more about me there if you'd like to. Uh, but in the meantime, let's uh, let's dig into trying to provide a little value for you, our listeners, in a subject that you really should be paying a lot of attention to. And John and I probably both have agreed that we don't think that people are paying attention to that this right now. And that's the general idea of lead inflation. So before we get into it, since Sean used this word, John was actually the one that coined the term in a previous episode. It was not me. It was John. So John, why don't you go ahead and explain what you meant at the time that you said it? Well, because... Obviously, it does change depending on how many houses, homes in the US are on the market per month, per quarter, per year. But that does fluctuate, but it's normally the same if you... The mean average isn't that dramatically different. It's been dramatically different recently because of COVID and the pandemic, right? But normally, right. so there's only so many sellers and so many buyers. The leads generated online for each buyer and seller has just exploded. So, like, the on the market for each seller or buyer, there used to be, like, Free leads that were generated around that transaction. Right. I can't remember where I read it. It was last year. They were talking that it was in double digits now. Right. Um, and that means the quality of each of those 12 to 15 digital leads that come from the selling or buying of a particular property have reduced in quality. Right. Or that they have increased in price. Correct. And that's, so, what I, that's what I call lead inflation. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to like, I, I've, first of all, John, I think you're absolutely, I think you're absolutely right. I thought when I heard you say it inside of the show, I thought to myself, oh my God, that's, that's brilliant. We should, we should actually spend some time. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me, Robert. <laughs> like we should, we should talk about that a little bit because I I recognize in my head every single day that I get on the phone that that essentially lead inflation is happening and I do not know 
why I've never used that language, but I haven't. I'm just like, oh, leads are getting more expensive. They're getting harder to get, blah, blah, blah. But that that one term, lead inflation, simplifies the idea surrounding lead generation. So for those of you who are who have marketing budgets, you already know this, but your marketing budgets have been going up. Your lead count has been going down. That is not all that's going on, though. While all of you in real estate have been making so much money, there's been one universal truth that I don't think most of you think about. A realtor makes a sale. They make the biggest sale of their career. Many, if not most realtors who have any business savvy at all, then turn around and say, I'm going to take a percentage of that sale and put it into marketing. Almost universally, they put it into a short-term kind of marketing, such as Zillow, Ylopo, the list goes on. The more money that they've made, the more willing they are to take a chance with all that money that they just made in terms of marketing. So there's a whole bunch of new marketing companies that have sprung up surrounding all of your success. So actually, there's more competition for the same fewer leads that John was just talking about. There's more professional marketers seeking that competition. It's not you. You're paying a pro. And that pro is going out and applying their, their entire toolkit and competing with other pros in the same medium, mostly in the direct advertising medium, because I still, to this day, really don't have a direct competitor in the SEO and inbound space. But every other space in real estate is highly saturated. Direct marketing, mailing, uh, email marketing is not actually all that saturated. But I'd be surprised if somebody doesn't jump into it with both feet. So what does that mean? It is another way of saying what John said so succinctly. There's a massive lead inflation happening. While the national lead inflation might be 7%, I would say that for real estate leads, if I just had to make an educated guess and put a number on it, I guess that at least 50%, at least 50% over the last two years. In other words, you're paying almost 50% more for the same leads you were getting before. And I don't necessarily know that I believe they were as good. They are as good right now. I, well, I think. I would quantify that a little bit. I totally agree with almost everything you said, but I just think it's more, we need to quantify that to get, you are right. The lead quality, the price to outcome have changed. What I mean is what you need, either it's to get the same result, i.e. a commission check, you either have to spend more money or get more volume to get the same outcome. So either you have to churn out more and it's just like, to utilise a metaphor that an agent would be well aware you're just going to have to knock on more doors and the more door to get the same result. Or you need to pay a higher price, you know, which in some ways would be a personal introduction like the Buffini method. You've, count, you've spent a lot of time building a very small network. Well, you could utilise the same language when it comes to digital leads. Either you're going to go up, pay more for a quality lead 
or you're going to pay more for a large volume. But if you stay at the same position, you're going to get less outcomes, i.e. commission checks. So is that making any sense, Robert? I, I think it. I think it is. So we're talking about – so John has been kind enough to introduce us to language and a concept, which is lead inflation. But I would like the rest of – like some of the show or, or a piece of the show not only to introduce the concept, start talking about things that one might do to combat lead inflation. Because when there are many of you listening to the show, we, John and I can talk about this casually. We're lead providers ultimately, or we're at least in that, that general business. We're kind of in that realm of the business. So our products being more expensive to you in theory are not necessarily bothering us, but it's going to bother you. And for some of you who are in very small markets who are still being hit with massive lead inflation, you can no longer afford the leads that you used to buy. I've had these calls. I know it's happening. There are many of you where it's not some abstract concept. You're out of the lead buying business because the leads have gotten too expensive, just to put it succinctly. So what do you do? What can you do when this is happening to you? So this is the point where you must pivot. You have no choice. You can go old school, knocking on doors, canvassers. But if you're in a really small rural market, that would make no sense whatsoever. If you're in a second home, canvas, like cabin market, if there's weather, if, it's, if there's snow, you can't hire people. It's probably not going to be very effective to call people um, what might be effective. Well, back to what I said earlier. Once again, we've, we've said this ad nauseum, video is always a good way to go, but let's just say you've, you've, you've been following the show and you know that John and I basically say the word video pretty much every single episode. What else? Email. We don't talk about email as much, but email is still quite effective as a marketing tool, especially if you're committed to the idea of providing value. And not buying a service that's gonna that you're paying twenty dollars a month for that gives you a newsletter that they're handing out to a hundred thousand other realtors. Anybody who thinks that that's going to be an effective strategy, uh, let me disillusion you of that. It well, it not. used to be because that's the, uh, the other point. Because the technology used to be the gatekeeper. Just you know, you, you kind of hinted on this on a previous recent when you were talking about when you were talking about the problems that Boontown and other similar platforms have with legacy. So that makes it very difficult for them to update their platform. But the same thing with, you know, you just sending out a newsletter, just buying it from one of these providers for $20 a month, you would still be just one of 10% of agents that were doing that. So, but now almost every brokerage offers a, a, a service like that. And I get quite a few of them and they are awful. And obviously, but um, they will still work to some degree because, you know, it's turned up just like a little tap on the shoulder. But in general, they have reduced. So you are totally correct, Robert. And that's another part of lead inflation, which John just mentioned. So there are people that follow into like late or whatever they do, but they follow into a strategy and then they apply a very half-assed version of that strategy to something. 
like you can do good video and you can do bad video. You can hire somebody to do a little drone shot and then put on recorded things. And you know what? You're never going to get a lead as long as you live uh, doing off those videos. But you did video. You did video. Huh? Congratulations. You did it. But you're not going to get any leads because because leads are about personal connection. And part of that personal connection, if you really want to have a lot of leads or a very high close ratio, should be that you answer the question for somebody or, or proved your expertise in some way that makes that person watching your video believe that they need or want to talk to you. Or you can be highly charismatic. You can be super funny. I'm not really good at that. I'm really more the, the expert type. I don't know that I ever consider myself to be all that funny. But um, there's definitely some- You make me laugh sometimes. Oh, you laugh at me. That's fine. I'm used to being laughed at. <laughs> I deny all, re that is, all responsibility that around that. actually being funny. <laughs> I am funny to you. <laughs> well, I find it very amusing that you really don't care what people think of you. <laughs> you really, really don't care, damn, do you? No, I really no, don't. No, you don't. And, oh. and that is part of what you communicate over video and, and everywhere else. You, you communicate who you are, and believe it or not, there will always be a small percentage of people that will, will really key into that. When you're somebody like me where I'm such a unique personality, you like if you're the same, don't be scared of that. Will your numbers be as good as the more charismatic or better looking or whatever, whatever, whatever person? No, they won't. They just simply will not. However, authenticity goes far, shockingly far, in the world of video, you will get people who really want to talk to you because you are so unique. No, there's not as many of them. One in a hundred. So I just want to clarify. So, so what I'm really saying, folks, is what you're doing at the present moment for the present, present moment, you've got two options to get the same level of result. I'm taking out the crate the state of the crazy market at the present moment, which has been around for maybe one year, 18 months, because um, it's so crazy. But what I'm saying, if we didn't have that craziness caused by the pandemic, we would still be in a difficult situation. And if you're what you're doing at the present moment around your digital marketing you can stay there doing the same thing, but you're just going to have to do a lot more of it to get the same. To start being on a treadmill to keep in the same spot, you're going to have, or you're going to have to do higher quality digital outreach, digital lead generation. And high quality is you're going to have to spend more time in, in either. I would say to spend more time on the personalized side of digital outreach. And we have touched that, haven't we, to some degree, Robert, haven't we? We have. Yeah, we definitely have. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, we, I've, been, I've been having a ton of fun with this. We're going to go to break. We're going to come back. When we come back, we're going to talk about some, I'm going to get dig a little bit deeper and not get so distracted with video. I'm going to talk a little bit more about some of the strategies that one can apply, including a couple that are going to surprise you because I'm not going to stick with strictly digital. I do believe in digital with all my heart. It is not necessarily the only way that you can go. Yeah. All right. Um, 
Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thumbs up, like, wherever you're at. Leave us a comment. Drop me or John something. Say something sweet to us. Tell us how pretty we are. We'll really appreciate it. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's episode number 333. John and I are deep in a discussion about a term that I think maybe he read someplace else, but as far as Robert Newman is personally concerned, he coined the term. I did. I did. I know I, I heard it or read it somewhere. I honestly can't remember. It just stuck in my memory bank. Okay. Well, I'd never heard it. So as far as I was concerned, John created it and I was like, wow, that sounds so cool. There's nothing that original about anything that comes out of my mouth, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can guarantee it, folks. But I do think about things, but I don't guarantee any originality. So here's uh, here's here's a couple things with email. I'm going to give you guys some strong, direct suggestions. Okay. Um, somebody came to me, and I I cannot say. Well, I will say there are lots of things you can do locally to that would be points of interest, lifestyle, or or branding you as the mayor of your town. Here's here's a couple of those ideas. You can hire local artists, have them create some postcards for you and send them out to like 10,000 people in the form of a direct mail drop. Now, I personally believe the direct mail is very strong. I think that the way that you realtors use it is a dead strategy. I think it'll take you five to 10 years to see any action coming off a postcard with just your little picture in the corner and a nice handwritten note. Unfortunately, it's not so much like it's not a good idea. It's just, it's been overdone. So how do you do direct marketing effectively? Well, this postcard idea is definitely one. Number two, start to collect a database of people's, like I would target an area personally, a, a wealthy, successful area, get every single name of every single person in that area, which is totally possible with systems like Red X and other mailing and list providers, data providers. It's, it's not that hard to get the data from every single person in a neighborhood. Part of that data can include graduation dates, alma maters, birthdays, things like that. I would surprise them with a handwritten note on their birthday, something like that, something that celebrates their date. Um, if depending on where your mind is at, if you can, it depends on where your career is at, but if the area is wealthy enough and you've got enough revenue to do this, I would strongly suggest that you enclose like a $5 Starbucks gift card or something else that's relevant to the metropolitan area that you live in. Because if you want to set yourself apart in somebody's mind, you have to do something extraordinary to get their attention. You really do. The postcards is one idea, uh, some kind of gift on a special day for them, the birth of their children. That's another idea. How did you even know? That's incredible. If they strike up a conversation with you, which is my goal with all my marketing, that's all I ever want. I just want somebody to call me. They don't have to buy my stuff from me. That's not my objective. I know if I have 100 people of the right kind, like for me, that's brokers or, or top 1% or agents. Like if I have 100 of those people and I'm having a conversation with 100 of them, I'm going to be extraordinarily successful. Extraordinarily successful. Most of you who are in the 
sales game should be thinking the same thing. Who's your top market? Where are they? And then mail them something. Mail does work really well if you use it correctly. If all you're doing is just some random mail drop, the numbers are going to be really anemic and you're going to be doing it for a long time, like a long time before you see those numbers start to pay off. Um, Anything you want to add to that one before I move on to another one? I still say the audio book version is is a little bit, um, I've lost the right word, it's a little bit gimmicky in style. Um, but I obviously I listen to audio, but if you're going to buy the actual book, I still think, and that's the Red Book by Kelly. Um, I think if you want to mix kind of um, guerrilla on the ground marketing with database, with digital it still has a lot of value around what to counter-react digital inflation, reading that book, how to become the millionaire real estate professional, the red book, I call it. It's got mm-hmm. a red cover. If I was going to, if I wanted a landscape and wanted to buy a book that gave some real insightful insight about what I need to do to be successful in the next few years, that that's what I would recommend. What do you feel about that, Robert? I don't know the book. Can't comment. Right. Uh, I will say this. Um, I will say this to everybody listening. I have one more tip and we can move on from the tip part, but this one, this one's a big one because nobody's heard it. I've never said, I have not said it online. I cannot reveal my source. I can tell you that this is being used by somebody that is, well, let's put it this way. If you're listening to the show, you're not making as much money as they are. So this is something that's been used by somebody making like retirement money, stupid money, buy an island money by selling real estate. So here's here's the clever idea. You have your target market, your, your market. I don't know for those of you, I, I know this is true in California. I don't know about other states. If you ever lived in California for long enough, one of the few people that still knocks on your doors are these teams of people that come by. They knock on the door and say they want to repaint the address on your curb. Okay, that's something that happens here all the time. They want usually like $99 to do it. Okay, and then they, they'll come and repaint your curb. It's extraordinarily successful. They make a, a ton of money because they only come around about once or four or five years. And honestly, every time I've ever walked out to the curb, and looked at my address, it is always faded and hard to see. As a social person, I generally want my address to be seen on my curb. So weirdly, these guys do a lot of business. But guess what? They're not hired by the city. They're not. They're just a clever group of entrepreneurs that do this work. I have somebody that had the fucking genius idea of hiring their own crew to do the work, but sponsor the work, basically just say, Hey, I'm part of the, the such and such real estate team. And we're going to paint your curb. We're just going to ask for your, your information. Consider this a goodwill introduction between us and you. That's it. That's all. That's all that's required. Give us your information. It's goodwill introduction. We're going to paint your curb. Normally these guys running around doing it charge $99. So you're essentially in everybody's minds in California, you're giving them a $100 service for free. Now, is that what it really costs? No. It costs you the hourly of whatever it is that are what these guys are walking around. So the way they do it is there's two teams. There's door knocking teams and there's production teams. 
the door knocking teams send something to the production teams, it legitimately takes about five minutes curb, like to do the actual work because they're using stencils. So they just spray paint in the stencil, do the numbers, and bang, they're off to the next house. It takes longer to walk to the next house than it does to do the curb. In the meantime, you're collecting qualified leads hand over fist. Like everybody here who's listening to the show, imagine if I told you I can give you five relatively qualified leads, at least for listings in the neighborhood of your choice, for around $10 or $15 a lead. How many of you would raise your hands and how fast would you raise them to get leads like that? So there's more than one way to skin a cat in terms of how you do lead generation. Obviously, if you have some experience door knocking, if you understand canvassing crews, this is a no-brainer for you. If none of you have ever done any work like this, then uh, it may be a little more challenging because you feel you know, you know, feel a little nervous about hiring people to knock on the door and use your brand. Okay. My suggestion is to make sure that you're hiring experienced canvassers, hand them a script, a very canned presentation. Do not tell them to rebut if you're worried about your reputation. Just say, just simply say, read this. You get a yes or a no, and you walk to the next house. That is an easy way to try to keep the instruction simple and your reputation intact. Um, John, what do you think? Oh, well, that's great. I, I think my tip would be is it's linked to, and I'll make sure it's in the Red Book, is do build up a database. And why I'm saying it's old, it's been said a thousand times the money's in the database, but it really is. And what I mean by that is do have a process of getting the people that you've spoken to, done any anything with in that database, and then utilise something like BombBomb or some other out, personalised outreach and market to those people you've done that know you, that you've already built some trust with. Because this is, in a difficult market, it's going to be much easier to get a, a qualified lead at a reasonable price from those people that already know you. And it's an area where not all, but a lot of agents really aren't very good at and offer something of real value, you know, a mar- a actual, not one of these market reports that you just services. Well, I'll say that you can use one of those services, but then spend some time adding some personalised value to it um, and then um, offer it through email that has a video and personalise the video by utilising a tool like BombBomb. And utilise other methods about outreaching to that database a lot more personally and methodically because they already know you. And in a difficult market, you're going to get a better return on your investment, I feel, at the present moment in marketing to those people. Right. Basically, when the broad digital media strategies stop working, Everybody who's listening to the show, you gotta go, you gotta go grassroots. You gotta start going person to person, house to house, and try to figure out a way to make an impression upon them. There's lots of different ways to do that. You can list a house in the neighborhood, you can go to an open house as a realtor. Like you can this is the part where like I, I know I rattle this stuff off. I've been a realist, like I've been a professional salesperson my entire life. And so if I'm a realtor and and I work for a brokerage, Coldwell Banker, uh C21, the list goes on. 
Well, the big brokerages always have listings, always. Not yours, not you as a salesperson, but there's listings the brokerage has. You probably haven't thought of this, but you're always welcome to go to your brokerage's open houses. If there's if it's another realtor and they're there, like you can go and talk to them and say, hey, listen, I'd like to canvas the neighborhood. Are you okay with that? And just yeah. let them know that C21 has a list. Yeah, I just want to, I know we're getting close to wrapping up, but I can't stress the other one is open houses. And I can't stress, do not have the negative attitude that a lot of agents, um, experienced agents get around open houses. They get jaded. And the reason why they get a bit jaded is they don't have, haven't worked out a systemized plan when it comes to the presentation and the objectives of of running or sharing open housing. Right. Um, they say, well, all the email that, that I collect are all fake email. Well, you deal with that by saying you're gonna do a, you're gonna have a prize at the end of the day. And you'll be emailing a star, a fifty dollars Starbucks to Lucky, so they will make sure they're giving you a right email address if they think there's the chance that they're going to get a fifty dollar whatever it is. There are mythologies, method, structure. It's structure, plan of action, and then you need a plan of action about how you're going to contact these people after the open house. True facts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, John, everybody that's been listening to the show, um, we deeply appreciate uh, you tuning in. Um, there may be some changes coming up for the Mail Right Show. We may have some announcements over the next uh, few weeks to a few months, depending on how our time works out. But um, we're really excited for everybody that attends the show. We're really excited for all the guests that have agreed to come on to the show. Uh, I don't think. Let's continue our talk, John. I, I don't think that today we're going to do any special additions to the show because John and I have yeah. some personal business to keep digging into, and I am on a timeline as always. So um, uh, everybody that uh, is here, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Leave us a comment. Leave us a note. Email. Um, you know what? I'm going to do something different. You can email me. Anybody listening to the show, write this down. My email is robert at inboundrem.com. Okay? You can email me and ask me any digital marketing related questions that you want. All right. No, no obligation. Don't need to buy anything from me. Just email me, John. Oh, and um, all the um, contact details and my emails in the fin. If you want to know more about the power of WordPress and also the great tool set that we provide, just, just go to the MailRite website and book a, 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 a chat with me. And we'll see you next week. Won't we Rob? We sure will. All right, everybody. Take us off, sir. <laughs>